Welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first Wednesday night case update live stream of season four and yes. 2023. Here we are. Woohoo! Nice to be season back. Four, you guys. What? I know. Where has the time gone? <laughs> well. I know where it's gone. Mm -hmm. To me, sitting on the couch watching documentaries and researching. <laughs> That's where it's gone. This is true. Uh, yeah. And in fact, tonight we're going to take a big step back in time to a case we covered when it happened two years ago. Because there's finally been some motion in that ocean. Which so is crazy. Weird. So we'll get there. But uh, before that, I mean, we, we haven't been here in a couple of weeks. Well, I mean, we've had our episodes this week. But... Uh, we hope you guys had a great holiday, however you yes. chose to uh, celebrate. And Happy New Year to you all. Right. Yeah. We Anyone had still feel like a lot this of is fun. the future? It's really 2023? Isn't that yeah. a year that's supposed to happen way in the future if you're as old as me? It's, it's, it's what they say. It feels weird. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. The crime world is like this unbelievable... Oh, yeah shitstorm right now yeah it's crazy there's so much going on and yeah it's just i'm i'm a little proclaimed by all of it yeah so yeah, what you been doing all day pretty wild uh researching for this show mostly and beating right. nice yeah very good are the naughty piggies and puppies still alive oh my goodness yeah but they're packing their bags right now for reform school no <laughs> Fiona's in heat, and so she's just being a jerk in general, and I just, you know, you ever have one of those mornings when you just wake up to, like, everything going wrong, and you really have to try to find a way to reset your attitude and the, uh, the you know, the whole scene? That's what this morning was. I was so pissed off and grumpy, and the puppies just, you know, they were making typical puppy messes. They dug some dirt out of a plant in my office and chewed up some leaves, uh -oh. and... Fiona pulled two cushions off of the couch, bit a hole in the arm of the couch while she was trying to hump it. <laughs> Your God. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, one of the puppies chewed a hole. Are we, this is all about like chewing holes and stuff. Chewed a hole in uh, this big, long smoosh mellow I got for Christmas to put my legs on mm -hmm. and my shoulder on when it hurts in bed. Chewed a hole in it. Yeah. Oh no. So, Reform school. Mm -hmm. That's where it's at. Very annoyed. So, <laughs> so that's where it's at. But yeah, they're 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 alive. They're fine. They've had their toenails done and snacks today. Oh, in fact, Bruno. I had a picture to share with you guys of Bruno getting his toenails done today because my God, the trauma is real, man. At least for him, <laughs> he is so rude about getting his toenails done that I ordered one of those sling things. That you hang them in, you know, to just yes. their toes out. But he's, it's way too big for him. 
you know, because he's itty bitty. Mm -hmm. So we had to kind of stuff him into it and make it work. And then Mars held it up in the air while Scott trimmed his toes. And it's kind of hilarious. So I was going to share a picture of that. Oh, but um, he, he, I don't know if I've told you guys this. I probably have, but he is polydactyl. And those yeah. extra toes get these big, long, weird toenails on them that are thick. Well, those toes are not, they're just like flesh. They don't even have bones in them. They're so Look, But weird. they get toenails. But yeah. they get toenails. Mm -hmm. Yeah, here's Bruno <laughs> hanging from the sling, getting his toes done. Oh. <laughs> that was after an attempt to just do it the regular way, the way I did his brother's with no complaint. And he bit both of us. So here he is <laughs> <laughs> biting no one and getting his alien toes trimmed. So Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's what's up. So Brandy has, uh, oh, Barbara has a sick hen living her best life in the tub. She watches chicken TV all day. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Barbara, please enlighten us. What is chicken TV? What do they like to watch? I'm thinking oh. not the cooking channel. <laughs> Animal Planet? The chickens are cannibals. They would love it. Well, that's true. That is true. I love it. Well. Thanks for being so good to her. You are an angel, poor little sweetheart. So, obviously, the biggest news in town, of course, is Brian Koberg. Mm -hmm. And it sounds mm -hmm. like he has just arrived in Pullman, or he should be. Yeah. 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 There's uh, a lot of stuff coming out of Pullman right now. A lot of reporters that are at the airport. It's very reminiscent to me of when Lori Vallow came to town. Yeah. Uh, except for that it looks like maybe they've actually been honest <laughs> with the press about when right? was coming and what was happening versus Lori Vallow's when they uh, lied to the press and messed us and right side door while everyone else was waiting at the door that all prisoners come in. Mm-hmm. And they also, with Lori, they landed at a different airport. They said they were landing in Idaho Falls, and they actually landed in Rexburg. Right. Which threw off everybody but Nate Eaton, because Nate had contacts on the inside. Yeah. I'll tell you guys what happened there. I don't Fair know if I've ever to told you guys exactly what happened, but I knew that she was landing in Rexburg uh, because of my contacts. But I didn't think I could do shit with that because the Rexburg airport is gated. So right. we were just waiting at the airport, at the uh, courthouse to at least get a glimpse of her coming in. So I happened to be standing next to Justin Lum and visiting with him. And he said, you know, that his, uh, he was on his own because his camera guy was in Idaho Falls waiting at the airport. And I said, oh, no, Justin, she's not coming to Idaho Falls. And he's like, oh, no, yeah, she is. I said, no, she's coming to Rexburg. And he was like, that's not. And I said, I know. But she's coming to Rexburg. And he kind of scuttered away and talked on the phone. And he kept side-eyeing me. And I know he was probably wondering what made me think I knew that, you know. Which mm -hmm. I, I really did know that. Um, and then lo and behold, she came to Rexburg. Yeah. <laughs> and he said to me, you knew. I know. I told you, Justin. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's why me and Justin are BFFs. Right. right. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but we should be. I told him. I gave him a big scoop. But anyway. Back to Brian Koberg. <laughs> right. This is what it looks like tonight. This is also a very tiny airport, as you can see. Oh, yeah. It's not like there's anywhere significant to fly into around Moscow or Pullman. 
These are little uh, places. Yeah. Tiny, tiny. Yeah. So this is the uh, kind of what it looks like there. And it sounds like his plane may have just touched down here just in the last few minutes. Yeah, it was supposed to hit right about seven. Right so. about seven. Yep. We suspect that he'll be in court in the morning and then that uh, arrest affidavit will be unsealed. We'll see. Christy, take it away. There's a lot to say. Fingers crossed. Okay. There's so much to say. And, and we did do an update a little bit earlier, but lots of things to say. First of all, first, I don't know. What's first? Uh, one thing that we have learned is that his parents have hired a crime scene reconstruction expert. Now, this crime scene reconstruction expert happens to be in Washington State, which mm -hmm. makes me think that Brian knew him or knew of him being mm -hmm. a criminology PhD student mm -hmm. in Washington, right? Mm -hmm. um, that crime scene uh, reproduction expert has already been in the house. And this was yep. this the post concern. This is from the New York Post, and they did confirm mm -hmm. it with the Moscow police. Mm -hmm. And they have already been spent five hours in the house reconstructing mm -hmm. the crime scene. Yes, Janet, that's a great question. And the first one I had, how are they hiring someone to recreate a crime scene, but not a lawyer? Mm -hmm. Well, we, we don't know for sure. We know he had a public defender in Pennsylvania. We will see what happens when he goes into court. His parents had publicly stated they couldn't afford to pay for a lawyer for him. But now we're wondering. Yeah. Uh, the judge did do a gag, but what the gag order is, is, is it's not on specific warrants and things like that. It's telling the police to please shut up and stop talking to the news and please stop telling things that shouldn't be told. So it doesn't actually address any documents. It addresses the the police officers, the prosecutor's office, anybody like that is not allowed to speak publicly about this case. Uh -huh. So there is that warrant is not it was only sealed until he was seen in an Idaho court. So we shall see what happens tomorrow. Yeah. Because we don't know yet, but we're thinking that they will probably, he will probably have some kind of initial hearing. It, It's not even an admit deny yet. It is just a, you know, getting him a case assigned in this state. Charging him. Yeah. Yeah. And then there will be, you know, the, the other hearings will begin after that. Mm -hmm. But yes, yeah, see, Craig, I have the same thought that the crime scene guy, he must know this person or have some connection to them. Uh -huh. Where it's in Washington, and they must have been quite close to Idaho because they, I mean, they've he was only in court yesterday, you know, yeah. like they've but they have been in the house. Um, they were really focused pretty heavily on blood spatter. Uh -huh. uh, that's something that this particular expert does a lot with. And so, will they still release the affidavit? Uh, as far as we know, yes. Brian Enton, who is a, uh, a journalist that we follow heavily and who is generally tremendously ac accurate, thinks because it is a public document that it still will be released. It could be redacted, though. And, uh -huh. it, you know, are we going to get the whole thing? Are we going to get a bunch of black marks? We don't know. Right. We just don't know yet. But because the, the judge is very active. The judge oh, man. released this statement of all y'all shut up. Uh -huh. uh, for until this case is over, shut up. Um, yeah. Also, uh, oh, she has also now released um, a 
a, a statement or a, a ruling something, an, a memo about um, behavior and sort of structure about what will happen in the courtroom, how people can be there. Uh, that does not block cameras. Right. She did not kick cameras out of the courtroom. So, mm-hmm. so far, things will yeah. still be live streamed. She did talk about that if they do that, they'll probably just have one entity who can film and stream and then everyone else will just piggyback off from that. Yeah. So we'll see. Janet says, as a criminal criminology PhD, don't you think he'd know that Idaho doesn't have an insanity plea? Probably not because of his degree. Criminology is about criminal behavior. It is not about the legal system. It is about criminal yeah. behavior. Now, could he have done his research and learned that? Sure. He definitely could have. Sure. Um, he was, However, he's not going to be found unable. No. He was a PhD student in the crime realm. Mm-hmm. There is no way on the planet of Earth anyone is going to find this guy unable to understand the charges against him or able to participate in his defense. It's no, just not no. going to happen. He he already very much proved that he, uh, you know, he covered up his crime. He evaded the police for seven weeks. He went mm-hmm. back to school and continued teaching. He, mm-hmm. You know, he went home and had Christmas with his family. No mm-hmm. one was the wiser. He, yeah, yeah. he's not um, incompetent. Mm-hmm. He was asked, um, in court in Pennsylvania, if he has any mental health issue that would affect his ability to understand what is happening. And he did say no. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot imagine that someone who has the kind of ego that this dude must have would ever be interested in a mental health kind of plea anyway, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, claiming incompetence or whatever. I think it's really unlikely he's going to go that way. Yeah. It's, it's, it's- just i think it's more at this point just situational you know mm-hmm. we're, we do that because we do that when something this huge is yes. going down because it but, is the know. first thing that the courts are going to do they're going to have a mental health evaluation of him they're just mm-hmm. making sure you know no, they're, they're covering all their sure. bases yeah 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 uh yeah cranky cranky says i have a feeling he thinks he is smarter than everyone yes i think that's more what we're going to see is oh, yeah. arrogance and they're going to nitpick everything that's what this that's what this crime scene expert is about. You know, he was in there talking about how not everyone even thinks to look for blood spatter. And I'm like, you know, the FBI did that crime scene. So mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to find something they didn't find. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. We shall see. Yeah. Um, some other interesting things uh, that came out today in uh, People. Uh, People Magazine did an article that I thought was interesting. Uh talking about how in there's a bar in Pennsylvania that Brian used to go to mm-hmm. where he was known to be someone who really bothered people and bothered women particularly. He was kind of tagged as being a person who um, his, his uh, driver's license was tagged as being someone who could be problematic so that when they scanned his ID, they would keep an eye on him. Uh And uh, they, at one point, you know, did actually have to have a conversation with him about if he was going to be appropriate in here or not. Right. After he'd called a waitress a bitch because she didn't want to tell him where she lived. He was asking personal information about where people live and their names and stuff and made people really 
um, comfortable. And well, not people, women. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And apparently once they confronted him about that, he never went back there. Um, he, the, the one uh, guy that worked at this bar said in his final interaction with Brian, he said, I went up to him and said, Hey, Brian, welcome back. Um, I just wanted to talk to you real quick and make sure that you're going to be respectful this time. And we're not going to have any issues. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Coburn apparently acted kind of shocked and said, I don't know what you're talking about. You totally have me confused. Mm-hmm. And then he never came back after that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there are other women. So shocked, coming... I tell you. Yeah. Right. right. There, there are things coming out um, about potential stalking situations that have happened mm-hmm. before. And, you know, what we're, what we're hearing is it's not good news. I mean, he has mm-hmm. definitely been the kind of guy mm-hmm. that has done creepy stuff and made women uncomfortable yep. uh, over time. Yep. So I think, is that everything for now? I, I think have a handful of things from this. Ah. I, for your uh, watching, listening, enjoyment, mm. three times that little Marky Means has gotten real salty regarding oh, this case really? on Twitter. Oh, good heavens. You can say what you want about Musk, and you can. I'll listen. But sometimes Twitter just really does it for me. So, you know, and if I wrote a tabloid, I would write a headline that says, is Mark Means going to be representing Brian Kohlberg? (laughs) Due to the fact that he is all over this case on Twitter and I'm here for it. So here we go. Here is a press release. This is about the non-dissemination order, the gag order. Yes. Mark comments. So disgustingly, Idaho leads to backroom judge prosecutor intimidation of defense all one word <laughs> lots Never. of caps where they don't belong the hell that means off record manipulation record manipulation of the record minimizing police error uh our banner is in my way can you pull the banner for a minute actually oh yes i can it's going to be in the way of the next three. Oh, well. <laughs> Avoidance of public embarrassment of state actors. Same song, second verse. Of course, following public police statements. <laughs> <laughs> what did all that mean? Who the hell knows? But hmm, salty means? Salty? Is, yep. Yeah. Still butt hurt? Yeah. I think so. Then today... The uh, sheriff actually did speak to the press, which is a bit confusing considering the gag order, and yeah. said that uh, BK will be uh, housed in a separate cell. Mark commented, should this have been gagged? <laughs> Air quotes, of course. And then, uh, again, on the gag order, <laughs> he didn't have enough commenting on that. Media take note. Idaho state actors will use you when needed and shit you out when done by allowing <laughs> wow <laughs> by allowing the use of media by the state until the defense begins to receive filed affidavits pleadings discovery production is a blatant violation of a defense right to a, a defendant's right to a fair trial <laughs> what I, word right. salad 
Yet yummy, again, yummy. Marquise does not know how to be a defense attorney. <laughs> I see uh, those writing lessons he got for Christmas are not paying off. No, they are not. He did not take up the op opportunity for his Grammarly free trial. Yeah. <laughs> These guys think that Mark... <laughs> Mark makes us gag. Mark mm -hmm. needs to be gagged. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, it's very right. What is he talking about? Because the the dissemination <laughs> is like, do not be sharing information about this case with the public that is sensitive information. What she yeah. said is, we don't want anything getting out there until the jury has been chosen. Mm -hmm. Which legit, we have you know seen the problems that come with that right here in in the Idaho Falls Rexburg area with the Daybell Vallow case. So I understand, you know, Latah County is a not very heavily populated county. Mm -hmm. They're going to have the same problem that there's no way in hell that trial is going to happen in that county. Mm -hmm. It'll go down south for sure. Yep. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So <laughs> Brian Enton said four minutes ago, looks like playing with Koberger may be on final approach. So it's not there quite yet. But they are ready for it. It is just almost there. Yep. I did say, because we did talk about that he was wearing the... Um, oh, the turtle the, shell. The anti-suicide shell. Um, there, they did talk with... There was an interview with um, someone from the jail who said that he is not on suicide watch. He has not indicated that he is a risk. That that is simply um, standard protocol that they do with everybody that that is not an indication of mental health instability. He hasn't really indicated any instability at all. He is frighteningly icy and cold. Mm -hmm. And it, it comes off as extreme arrogance to me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the, a lot of you were talking about the look in his eye. And, and it is pretty terrifying. Mm -hmm. He does not well, act afraid at all. And don't nope. you think that if you had the ability to feel actual emotions, that you would be terrified right now? Right. And be definitely showing it publicly. Well, I love this comment from Sue Ann. She said, I have a feeling that maybe he did this crime knowing that he would be caught and he wants to try to prove his innocence. It's been his intention from before he did the crime. I wonder too, Sue Ann, or Sue Ellen, if there is some kind of pathology here for him. Mm -hmm. in, it it uh, very well could he's be. Up to. He's quite sure he's extra super smart. Mm -hmm. One of the things that uh, his... His students at WSU say is that he was an extremely hard grader. Yes. And was kind of a real jackass about mm -hmm. uh, the way that he graded. And that's. He super... failed the entire class on a test yeah. back in September. The yeah. entire class. So pretty damn arrogant. Mm -hmm. For sure. Uh, he did yeah. say, I love you to his family as he left the courtroom yesterday. Um, his family is in pieces. Yeah. Um, I really am I curious about what they really for, know. Though. Oh, I saw someone today calling for them being charged as accessories. And I'm like, why? Are you kidding me? What? They if didn't the know. Laundries weren't charged as accessories. Ain't nobody's going to be. What are you talking about? Right. Right. And there's no indication they knew anything and they were clear across the country from him when these murders were committed. Yeah. Just the ability to maintain enough composure for your, your close family to not think there was something very off with you. Yeah. He's a psychopath. You guys, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty clear. So we're going to move on because we have a lot tonight, but I will keep an eye on Enton too, because I suspect that we may have a report here shortly from him about uh, Brian arriving in Moscow. So, yeah. Well, is it Moscow or is it Pullman? Is he landing? It's Moscow Pullman. Moscow Pullman. Okay. The Moscow Pullman Municipal Airport. They kind of call it Moscow Pullman mm -hmm. in a lot of ways because it yeah. is kind of like a town that is separated by um, a river and the state line. So. Yeah. Right, Paula. His family has been cooperating with police, not trying to hide him or his car. I mean, they've just, they've been cooperating. Yeah, they haven't. Yeah, yeah. they definitely have cooperated. Yeah. I think calling for them to be charged with anything is completely bonkers. Yeah, that's. Wait, I'd have to hear a whole lot different about right. this case to, for me to think any otherwise. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to take a step back two years. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, we brought to you the case of Jessica Mast. And in fact, it was our first case back after Christmas. That's right, it was. And I remember this because we talked a little bit about the Christmas we had, and then we told the story of Jessica Mast, and we had some heavy criticism from people about how insensitive that was, and that we discussed our nice, happy Christmas, and then told a tale of this horrific murder, and we didn't, it wasn't our intention, but some people really felt like we were really terrible in doing that. But oh, anyway. No. We're apparently not supposed to be actual people, it turns out. No. No, we get that sometimes. We know you all don't feel that way on this live stream, but you know, we get that sometimes. We do. Comments. So let's talk about it a little bit. This was the case that happened in Benton County, Missouri. And this family that the mother, apparently their neighbors had decided along with dad, that mother had demons. Mm -hmm. Mary had demons. You and the only they were Mennonites. Yep. Well, kind of. They had been Mennonites, but they yeah, had actually been of, kicked out of their church and were kind of doing their own thing. Kind of a spinoff. Mm -hmm. And so the neighbors, Courtney and Ethan Mast, decided mm -hmm. to help out. Uh, they weren't uh, related, by the way. Ethan Mast was our neighbor, but not related. Courtney yeah. Amon is her last name. Mm -hmm. Mary and James are mom and dad. Mm -hmm. So there were three children in the home. Jessica was the oldest. She was four. There was a two-year-old little brother and a seven-month-old baby. Yeah. And for whatever reason, they decided that Mary had demons and that the only way to get the demons out of Mary was to give her daily beatings. So that started. Then they decided that it wasn't enough to just beat Mary. In order to get all the demons, they were going to have to also beat Mary's children. Yeah. They spared the baby, it appears. Jessica took the worst of it. Mm -hmm. For two weeks, she was terribly abused daily. Eventually, remember this was in December, this was just like two days after Christmas, yeah. she was taken outside to their yard and essentially drowned in a pond. They made Mary take her out in the middle of the pond and hold her under the water. And then they took her upstairs and put her on the floor in her bedroom and she finished dying there. Right. And then Mary called 911. And said that, uh, you know, that her daughter wasn't breathing and the police came. And basically, Mary kind of spilled the story from the start that this is what was happening or what had happened. Mm -hmm. Mary had a lot of injuries. She did. Uh, she'd been whipped. Her back had been whipped uh, many times. Yeah. 
James had, had also she had a black eye. Uh, James had also been whipped, but they were also accessories. So James and Mary and Ethan and Courtney were all charged with murder and held for a minute. Very brief time. And then Mary and James both bonded out. Uh, Ethan did not, uh, and uh, neither did Courtney, actually. But uh, Ethan finally, last spring, so about a year and a half after the fact, pled guilty and accepted mm -hmm. a sentence. And in November, Mary and James both showed up to court for a hearing to find that the bail bondsman was uncomfortable with how what was going on with them because they were just living like life was normal. They were. Living like life was normal. Living with been their for nearly members. two years. I mean. Mm -hmm. And ha revoked their bail. And they didn't know that was happening. And they were both remanded back to jail. And there was quite the outrage from them and their families that that mm -hmm. had happened. Well, Mary had court today. This is Mary. This is her. That is her, uh, her booking photo. Yeah. Well, Mary had court today, and Mary has struck a deal. On one hand, I am sure glad something is happening. On the other, you are not going to like this. No, you're not. They dropped the murder charges against Mary. Uh, she entered a guilty plea to first-degree child endangerment. All other seven charges against her have been dropped in uh, exchange for her testifying against Courtney and James. And she will now spend five years in prison. Five years, guys. That's it. Yep. It's so gross to me. I and, and I recognize that she was also an abuse victim. She was an adult who was fully capable of calling the police and getting her kids out of there before this happened. Yep. And she didn't. No. And there has no. to be some level of accountability. Well, gosh, you would sure hope so. The way this has all been treated is just so freaking gross. It's awful. So James was supposed to be in court today, but I wasn't able to find anything about his uh, trip to court yet. Uh, this mm -hmm. case has gotten very little press. Yeah. And even their trips to court, uh, sometimes it's days before an article actually shows up. So we don't know what happened with James today. Courtney will be in court on the 9th. I'm wondering if with Mary turning on them, if maybe they're going to manage to plead them all into, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, guilty pleas and get them in prison. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Ethan's been mm -hmm. in prison now for six months. Yeah. I mean, well, and why isn't Ethan testifying or is he? We Maybe don't he know. is. We don't know. We've never heard if that, that there was a deal there. Mm -hmm. But what? Oh, it's so gross to me that we're two years out and right. This well, is, yeah, cranky. Yeah. Good point. Make sure she can't have her kids back or have any more babies, right? Because the two-year-old will be nine at that point, and mm -hmm. the uh, the baby will be seven. About seven. Yeah. <sighs> they shouldn't ever. Ever. But I see, I think this is what I think. They weren't supposed to have any kind of contact with the children per or each other 
per their uh, bond. I think none of that was being supported. I think their families were facilitating them all just being together. I suspect she's been raising those kids for the last two years. Oh, I'll bet she has. I, you know, they, this is a, the bail bondsman enough to revoke. They found out something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oof. Yep. So boo, at least there's movement, I guess. I've been so disgusted because where is there justice for Ariel Kalua? There has been nothing happen in the courts. Where is justice for the West boys? Now they're, the adopted parents are doing court. They're murderers. Let's call them that for the people mm-hmm. they are. They're doing court this month. So we'll see mm-hmm. what happens there. But why are these things taking so long? Where is right. the justice for these children? Where is it? And then in general, where is Oakley Carlson? Yes. And where are charges for her parents? But anyway, yes. I could go on and on. I won't. But at least we're seeing something happen in Jessica Mast. Right. And no, Brandy, she won't get credit because she wasn't in jail. She was out on house arrest so no she she will get no credit for only time that she's actually served in jail Mm -hmm. and she she served credit for like a couple or a couple weeks maybe yeah yeah very short amount yeah so ick boo hiss all the things yeah not a fan okay well let's move on from that christy do you want to talk to us about the petito matter yeah so you know, part of their part of their case was settled back in November, and they were awarded Petito. The Petito family was awarded three million dollars from. Did you say Potato? Laundries. I Laundries. heard it. No, I said Petito. <laughs> but they're not quite done yet. So what's happened is that the Petito family has tried to amend their lawsuit to include Laundries really gross and slimy attorney, Steve Bertolino. Uh We've talked about Steve Bertolino a lot. He totally Uh was involved and right there and facilitated everything that happened with the laundries um, right after all of this came out about Gabby, you know, all of that. So they want to amend their lawsuit to include him as a, as a defendant. So now of course Uh the laundries have come back and said, yeah, we don't want you to do that, and that's not fair, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So it's just going back and forth. It's civil court, so it's slower, and it's way more complicated and legalese in the in the writing of it. They are late to file an amendment, but that doesn't mean that the judge can't allow it. Um, laundries are trying to say that Bertolino isn't eligible to be considered a defendant anyway because he's their attorney. Um, I'm not sure that that's actually true if they can prove, you know, his involvement. Yeah. So there's a lot of back and forth going on here. It's not anything definitive at this point, other than, of course, the laundries are fighting, um, adding Bernalino to the lawsuit. So we'll see. We'll see. All of it needs, you know, none of it's going to mean much of anything until it goes before a judge. Bernalino should have never been their attorney in the first place. He's in New York. Right. This was going down in Florida. Why was he even their attorney? Family friend. Yeah, family Why? friend and uh, trash. But if he was a friend of the laundries, then of course he was trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trash people. Speaking uh, of anyway. trash, Josh mm-hmm. Duggar. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> oh. Pardon me. I need to take a drink so I don't vomit. 
Josh F. Duggar. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he is uh, trying to get an appeal. Of course. He, his uh, camp claims that the judge should have let the jury hear about alternative perpetrator. I mean, wh what? This is like, uh, you know, alternative news. Uh, right. Alternative perpetrator. Because if you remember in Josh Duggar, and maybe you don't, we've we've covered this into infinitum, but Josh mm -hmm. Duggar, of course, is in prison for uh, child pornography. Right. And it was behind multiple encryption walls on a computer at his office or at his car lot. Like, yeah. you know. Yes, FOS list for sure, Janet. Mm -hmm. Entire Duggar family, straight to the top. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes, like alternative facts. Yes. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that his lawyer wanted to argue was that, uh, no, not the hacker from France, France Theory, a different one, uh, that the guy, the distant cousin who worked for him occasionally, yeah. that they never were allowed to present him as an alternative perpetrator. Why? Because he had an alibi. He wasn't even in the state at right. the time that the essay was, uh, or the uh, CP was downloaded onto that computer, that person wasn't even in the state. Right. I mean, that and was actually discussed at the time. Yeah. And wasn't even working for Josh at the time. Like, there was no probability that it was him. And that's what the prosecution had argued. And the judge agreed. Like, this is a waste of time. No, mm -hmm. we're not presenting him as an alternative because he, he wasn't. Right. So now, again, here they are arguing it again that uh, we just got a very unfair trial because we didn't get to give all of all our alternative facts. And um, right. Josh, shut the hell up. You're not going anywhere. Just stay in prison where you belong. Do your kids a favor and shut up and sit down. Right. Well, and you're trying to implicate your cousin. That's yeah. really high class, too. Mm -hmm. Anybody. But, yeah, they, but him. This is such old news. Like, you guys uh -huh. don't have anything better than this? Nope. Nope. But his attorneys are just going to be more than happy to keep taking daddy's money to keep, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall to see if anything will stick. So here we are. But, uh, oh, I'm so tired. I saw some article the other day about Josh Jolliger's first Christmas in prison away from his family. Yay. Best Christmas ever. Yeah. No one's getting molested by him. Mm-hmm. God. Disgust. Such so a there gross you go. little shit. There's that. Yes. Speaking of gross little shits, <laughs> let's talk about Kendaland. Let's do, because you know, Kendaland is the uh college student from New York that was, you know, um studying in France. He went missing right before he was supposed to come home for the holidays, and then he just sort of uh, turned up in Spain like people think I'm missing you know it was, there's a lot of bullshit here so his family has finally come out with a statement that is also a lot of bullshit and you know I mean whatever the, the problem I have with this is that the whole world got mo got mobilized to find this fool when he wasn't really missing to begin with so let me tell you what the family statement says we continue to send our gratitude to the members of our community, the media, St. John Fisher College, and AIFS. The love and support we received while Kenny was missing were beyond measure, and our gratitude could never be enough. Kenny is a joy to many, his family, friends, colleagues, students, parents, and everyone who knows him. What Kenny went through while he was missing is still a blur. 
And we as a family continue to be with Kenny while he heals and processes. We appreciate all the expressions of love and concern we have received. We are grateful beyond measure to local, state, federal, and international law enforcement for their tireless efforts to find Kenny and bring him home. That's the funny. time he was missing was still is still a blur. The hell does that mean? Flat nothing is what that means. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're trying to cover up here. If he like was strung out on drugs or what really happened, but I will present my theory. But it's not very nice. Maybe Please present nice. it. It's not Let's not hear nice. It. Let's hear it. I think that he's gay and he has a lover. Mm-hmm. And that was... that he can't be out to his family. I he he's part of like some alt right Christian groups, yeah. and I feel like he can't be out to his family. I feel like he had a lover in Spain, and that uh, he took off to be with him, and just kind of threw caution to the wind, and then eventually had to come back to reality. That's my opinion. I'm I don't want to outing him. Maybe is very rude. That's only my opinion. There's no fact, truth, and fact here. Just right. my opinion. That's right. what I think. And, and I think that's very possible. And he, is he saying it's all a blur? That he just doesn't really remember? Oh. I mean, is that what's happening it's Cranky. Here? Cranky had the same theory. Yes. Okay. And I, I, have, I have really suspected the same thing, too. So mm-hmm. something. But it's still a blur. No, it isn't. I mean, come on. No. The way his family was so shitty to the French police and mm-hmm. I don't know. This hey, whole Jessica. thing stinks. So uh, Absolutely it does. And yes. I mean, I'm glad he's weird. okay. But yeah. he he caused an international incident, mm-hmm. and that was not cool. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, disassociative fugue. No, I don't think so. I think that's what they're kind of trying to allude to. They didn't find him just wandering around naked somewhere, you know, like not knowing his own name. Right. They saw himself on TV, you know, in Spain yes. on the news, and went, "Oh shit, that's me." I guess I should check in with my family. Yeah. 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 So I had at first wondered about that too, Ali Fair, but no, the way that he did her, he called them and, you know, he was Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, really, you know, somebody has a really major dissociative event like that, Mm -hmm. you'd know. Mm-hmm. Janet says it might be a blur because he was in Ibiza with his lover. Right. See, it's mm-hmm. something like that. I really think so, too. Yep. Also, just the whole, we are so appreciative to the international uh, law enforcement. Uh, really? Because you were nasty AF to the international law enforcement community until you found him. They were. So, and honestly, it turned out to be pretty much exactly what the French authorities thought it was. Yes. And that is what they said. You know, mm-hmm. he's an adult. He can take off and disappear out of life anytime he wants. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it seems to have been that happened. Yeah. So uh, it looks like the eagle has landed. Uh-huh. There is a picture. You can see it circled right here. That is, it's hard to see, but that is... Brian being loaded into a law enforcement pickup. Because I don't know about where y'all live, but where we live, a lot of the sheriff's offices drive trucks with four-wheel drives because of uh, where we live. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's it. That was off of uh, Chanley Shaw Painter's Twitter. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's with Court TV. Oh, okay. So if you want to go find that on Twitter, that's where I found it. So he is there. Now, an interesting point somebody made on Twitter 
is that when uh, Casey White was extradited back, he was put in front of the judge instantly. There was right? no hold you till morning. He was immediately put in front of a judge and it was about 1030 at night. So it's possible. It's only, let's see, it's 745 here. So it's only 645 there. Right. So it's possible that he will see a judge tonight. Yep. And, you know, the media is all there snapping at the heels of the courts for that affidavit. So we may see it sooner than you think. We may. We may. Mm-hmm. We'll really see. Really wild. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. Apparently. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and something super not fun. Well, we brought you a case right before Christmas about a sweet little guy named Blue that had yes. been murdered in his mother and stepfather's home. There's just a little bit more to that now. Uh, We'd heard rumor from what the little girl had said at the hospital that Blue had been drowned in the toilet by the boyfriend. That has now been uh, verified in the arrest warrant or the affidavit. Um, He apparently bit the boyfriend on the finger and the retaliation for that was that he drowned him. So these are, this is what mom told law enforcement, according to the arrest affidavit that she, uh, that he drowned him in the toilet, then he cut a hole in the floor in the hallway, in in the floorboards, and dug a hole in the earth underneath the house, and buried him there, and then put fresh flooring over top of that. So now we know the charges. Initially, they charged them both uh, kind of loosely with murder. Now we know exactly what the charges are. He was also wrapped in layers of plastic bags. Sounds a little like JJ. Yeah, but I wanted to tell you now what the uh, charges are because they're a little different. So now Dustin Bridges is charged with capital murder, abuse of a corpse, tampering with physical evidence, endangering the welfare of a minor and battery. And mom is charged with being an accomplice to capital murder, abuse of a corpse, tampering with physical evidence, endangering the welfare of a child, battery and permitting child abuse. Mm Uh, yeah, it looks like mom and dad, the the bio dad to these kids had only been, they've been divorced for about a year and a half and she's Mm -hmm. been with this guy most of that time since. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm. the little girl that was recovering at the hospital is still just continuing to recover. She was quite injured. Well, that she was burned with, that they did confirm that her burns are from hot water. Yes. Yeah. It's horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that that's the update on that case. It's it's awful. It's horrific. But and we'll keep tracking that one yeah. for sure. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see. We still have Dave Vallo. Is that it? I think so. Coburger Petito Deland. Yes, Dave Vallo. <laughs> Dave Vallo. You just wait for this one, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This one is killing me. Killing me. Which part? <laughs> Just the that John Pryor has finally come to the party that he ah, doesn't know what the hell he is doing. That part. That part. Yeah. Somebody for Christmas or a little before actually, yeah. Maybe it was for Thanksgiving. Was uh, received a giant humble pie <laughs> and apparently ate a slice or two. Right? Because they are now saying that they are adding a death penalty certified attorney to Chad's team. So yeah. is it? We don't know. When is it? 
We don't know. Mm-mm. Is this real or just a stalling tactic? We don't know. But what we know is this is probably going to get him that uh, stay in, or that uh, extension. It's probably going to push the, yeah, that extension back to October that he so desperately wanted. Yeah. Because what he's filing now basically is saying we aren't ready. You can't make us go if we're not ready. Hell no. We won't go. You know, yeah. something along those lines. Right. Uh, but the big, uh, the little uh, addendum there in their argument is that uh, we're adding a death penalty attorney. They'll have to get up to speed. You can't make us go to court. It's just I mean, occurred to us that this is a capital case. You are honest. It's only been two and a half years, John Pryor. It, mm-hmm. Oh, it's only been two and a half. I mean, come yeah. the hell on. Mm-hmm. I mean, he clearly doesn't follow us because we've been saying it for two and a half years that he needs a death penalty certified attorney and he does not know what the hell he is doing. Yeah. Um, I, I think many, 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 many people have said that. Yeah. He's, But his ego is so damn big that I think clear up to this point, he really thought he was going to be able to do this himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, dude. No, you are not. Yep. So really curious to see who the partner will be if yeah. there's a partner do you trust prior to not just be grandstanding a little bit no, i don't know would not like that but well and is is this going to be a declaration of indigency is this going to be a okay you can't pay for anything more now we we need a state appointed mm-hmm. pu- public defender who is mm-hmm. death penalty certified what about that you know, because I, mm-hmm. I really have questions. How the hell are they going to pay for this? Very, very valid question. Yeah. <laughs> JR said, Chad likes Hot Pockets. He wants to stay at the jail he's in. Yeah. Right. They, I think they serve slop in prison. I don't know. I don't, I heard that for Christmas they got the meatball kind. I'm kidding. I totally made that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Cranky said, looks like both Chad and Joshy had Hot Pockets for Christmas. <laughs> they definitely did. They definitely did. But this Probably. is, the prosecutor's office has got to be absolutely just fuming over the last minute edition <laughs> of this, for yeah. God's sake. Well, Paul is you know, right. Paula said it's his last Hail Mary to get it to continuance. That's exactly what it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Now, if they didn't, if he doesn't add a death penalty attorney right now, I would hope that Judge Boyce is pissed and does, you know, I don't know, a dance on his face of some sort. But I don't Mm -hmm. know. I mean, we haven't had a lot of, uh, I don't know. I feel like the judge gets more mad at the press than he does, uh, you know, at the attorneys. Of course, he did finally throw a means off. So there was that. (laughs) He's got to be annoyed as hell with Pryor, too, because he's known all this time that Pryor was not, you know, Pryor's finally like, yeah, we just can't possibly get this together without another attorney. No shit, Sherlock. Yeah. You know, like. Mm. Well, it's what Pryor's been saying this whole time without taking action on it, right? But your honor, there is a voluminous about amount of information. How am I to be expected to go through all of this information? How can I possibly? I'm a one-man man. He's been saying it all along and everyone's been saying dude, you can't do this by yourself. You've got to have help. Right. But I, is it ego? Is it greed? Yeah. Legitimately, like what they've hit a wall Mm -hmm. in some way. Yep. Right. Fran said the judge needs to put both feet down. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. They can't keep denying the speedy trial to Lori. 
that's the big snag in the uh, carpet here because Lori did not waive her right to a speedy trial. And the right. more they push this off, the more room they're giving her for appeal because she's not getting her constitutional rights upheld. Right. But if the other, if her attorneys stipulate to this, I would imagine that the prosecutor is going to be like, for hell's sakes, no, mm-hmm. we're going to trial. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, I would imagine that the defense, other defense attorneys probably will say, okay. Mm-hmm. And really, I was watching Scott Reich talk about this and he's like, really, if he literally is adding a new attorney, they just have no choice. They have to give them the continuance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Paula asked, how many death penalty certified attorneys are there in Idaho? I think I looked this up at some point and discovered there was like 20. But you know, one of them has got to be going to Moscow. Uh, Yeah, and we've already got two of them on Lori's case. Mm-hmm. So I was just looking it up to see if I could see that again. There is a whole roster of them on the Idaho Public Defense Commission's Facebook or uh Mm-hmm. website not so is this public defenders that are death penalty certified or is this all attorneys private attorneys and public i think it's both okay yeah i think it's both yeah so we'll take a look oh there's a handful there are one two three four i would say there's around 40 actually Ah. Uh, okay but they're not all uh, qualified to be lead trial, mm. actually, of, of those. There's 13. <laughs> and we already know for sure that three of them are hung up. There's probably several <laughs> others that are as well that we don't know about. Well, and actually, Brian will probably get two. Yes, he probably will. I mean, generally, they do. Well, he won't have to have it all, a lead, you know. Yeah, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, it, I mean, his case is we can't say for sure it's going to be a death penalty case, but it's very likely to be a death penalty case. Yeah, that's true. They haven't actually announced that. They won't have to announce that for what sixty days after he's officially charged. Yeah. So they'll have a minute to uh, decide if they're going to they go know. for the death penalty for Brian or not. Yeah. yeah. A couple more things in Daybell Vallow. There are some hearings coming up. Interestingly. There's a page uh, the Idaho State publishes of cases of interest where they post all of the uh, pertinent information so that they don't have to constantly send more stuff out to the press. And that has not been updated since December 16th. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that somebody's been on vacation. Mm-hmm. So there's things that we don't know, but I'll show you what we do know. So this is from Chad's uh, uh, portal, his iCourt portal. Mm-hmm. So... We do know that there was an order today on defendant's objection to the court scheduling order. So there was actually a ruling today, but mm-hmm. um, or an order. We just won't see it probably for a few days. But that did happen. Uh, there's a motion hearing on the 19th. And that's what we know as far as mm-hmm. Chad's concerned. There's, there wasn't a lot well, there. And pre-trial conference is coming up on February 23rd. They could just yeah. save us all some time and... Uh, Take plea deals on the pre-trial conference at the mm-hmm. pre-trial conference. That'd be great. Yeah, let's do it. Just like let's the serial killer out of Virginia just did. Yeah. Why don't you save everybody some time and heartache and just plead guilty? 
absolutely. So there's some orders here that we haven't seen yet, but we should see here in the next day or two. Part mm -hmm. of the issue, uh, you know, is that uh, in Idaho, suddenly our press is really wrapped up in this, the Moscow deal. We're mm -hmm. not getting as uh, quick of uh, action on some of this other stuff. People yeah. are sick and tired of Dave Valo, to be honest. Yeah, I am too. Mm -hmm. I'm really over it, but we'll continue to cover it. Absolutely. And I'm sure you guys are over it too, but it's not going anywhere. So Definitely. now Lori had quite a bit more though. So there was an order to transport today for Lori. Mm -hmm. uh, also a notice from her attorneys of intent not to raise mental health defense. Interesting. Also, right. Uh, yesterday there was that. Today there was a motion to declare defendant not death eligible because again they're still arguing the death penalty uh in general but also for her and then uh yeah so there is actually there was a notice of a hearing that came out today we, we don't know mm -hmm. anything more about that yet and then mm -hmm. of course uh there is the motion hearing on the 19th and that's where they're going to argue that motion to prevent the death qualification of jury and mm -hmm. their motion to declare death penalty unconstitutional. Right. <sighs> That's a big one. It's a really, really big one. And then, of course, the pretrial conference in February. So because, again, they're not arguing the death penalty in relation to Lori. They're arguing the constitutionality of the death penalty in general. Right. Because what they're saying is that the way we apply the death penalty now versus the constitutionality of it, you know, way back when is, has changed a lot and it's just no longer constitutional at all. And, and here's kind of a Cliff's notes of why, because I read their brief and it was 60 pages long. And I'm just going to give you a tiny bit of what I read of it that I understand from it is that uh, basically what they're saying is the way we do it now, one thing we do is we bring in these juries and we death penalty certify them, meaning that we ask them a specific series of questions uh, on the questionnaire to decide whether or not these are people that would be willing to give the death penalty. Right. Basically, if you don't believe in the death penalty, we don't really want you on this case. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it literally puts people on the jury that have a bias. Yes. And from the get-go the opposite of what jury selection is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So Lori's camp a couple of months ago had filed this. We do not want a death penalty certified jury. Okay. Then they said, actually, we don't want the death penalty at all. And here's why. Here's what they said. When you have already declared that you're seeking the death penalty before the sentencing phase, the jury is already biased because whether they're certified or not, they're already biased because they come to the table Basically, with the bias that they are going to be deciding whether or not this person gets the death penalty, not whether or not this person is innocent or guilty of the crime right. that they're accused. It's an interesting stance. And it's and actually had, really true. It is. That it does just automatically create that bias. Yep. They had a lot, a lot of studies to prove what their uh, argument is. I'm really interested to hear the argument. Really interested. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's coming up on Not the Not to mention all the, you know, lethal injection med problems and all the other shit that's going on with the death penalty. Right. I mean, it's not as if Idaho can actually uh, enact the death penalty anyway. No. They can't. 
Neither can anybody else. Mm-mm. I mean, if you guys saw our case this week where we talked about Tennessee, Tennessee actually considered buying euthanasia drugs from a veterinarian. Yeah. Because they can't get their meds like everyone else can't get them. But from a veterinarian. Yeah. Yeah. That's completely illegal. Yeah. Well, Tennessee's been breaking all the laws. But so we're well, I think everyone has. I think it's have. just coming out now yeah. that everybody's been, you know, doing shady shit to be able to mm-hmm. do the death penalty in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yep. Paula, you make a dang good point. And this came apart. This uh, came apart. This came upon us when Lori was declared indigent, right? Mm-hmm. And then the state said, well, you know, you have to have a death penalty certified lead attorney. And Mark Means ain't it. That's how mm-hmm. all of this unraveled for Means. You're correct. Right. If they have a public defender, the state insists that their lead attorney is death penalty certified. John Pryor is not death penalty certified. Right. And he, then, way back then, we had all said at some point, Pryor might not be his attorney anymore. Or may have to take second chair or even third chair, depending on his experience. Because right. he's not death penalty certified. So that also makes me think, Paula, that they are about to declare him indigent. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I'm thinking, too, mm-hmm. is that that's where this is really leading. Mm-hmm. I've been wondering how long it was going to take. I mean, how how is he still affording to pay prior now? I just can't imagine. He's just racking it up against that house. Yeah. That's all I can imagine. But I mean, how? I, that's not an endless amount of money. That's for sure. No, it couldn't be. Yeah, couldn't be. So there you have it. I I think that was everything on our list. Let me double check. It really bothers me if we end the show and I realize that we didn't cover something we promised to. No, we got it all. Got it. So that's it. (laughs) So uh, we will all be keeping a real close eye on what's going on with uh, Brian Kohlberger. Kohlberger, mm-hmm. of course. Chad's house can't be worth that much. I think at last glance, Chad's house was worth around 300000 Yeah. Remember, this is Madison County. Paula, you know that. You live. I know you're close. Uh, mm-hmm. That house is worth, and it's on two acres. So I think at last glance on Zillow, it was worth about three hundred, three hundred and fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's, that's not much change, for but it's, this long span of time and how many freaking hearings and all this crap he's done. Right. Like, I mean, we're at two and a half years now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we also didn't know if there was a mortgage against the house. We think there wasn't, that the house was paid off with uh, life, insurance. life insurance money because uh, it, the house is solely in John Pryor's name. Right. Meaning there couldn't have been a mortgage couldn't on it. Couldn't have been a mortgage, yeah. It's true. Yep. All righty. Well, thanks so much for being here. Take care of yourselves. We will be back Monday. Of course, if you subscribe to the Psychic Hour, we'll be back tomorrow night. We'll see you there. Otherwise, we'll see you Monday with a whole new slate of cases. And I'll Unless keep we end up doing... with some shorts in between, too. Yeah, and who knows? Once that arrest affidavit comes out, if it's burning a hole in our pocket, you might see our faces again this week. <laughs> you might. It's true. <laughs> if it's pretty juicy, we'll probably be back. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All righty, guys. Take care. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Bye, everybody. Bye.